We got Chad live and good on us. Yes, we, we do, do indeed. Good morning, Chad. Thanks for coming on. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, no, and I mean, given your history of driving Mother Groot. Nolan, if you put him in a bulldozer, you might find a number of liquor stores broken into accidentally. <laughs> oh, go through the whole neighborhood. <laughs> Chad, live and good. Crazy Speaking of business. driving, speaking of driving, uh, you took a look at, again, at Michigan Roads, and you come up with a unique uh, finding one I hadn't seen anyone look at before is that repo that that roads in di- in legislative districts represented by Republicans are in worse shape than those in districts represented mm-hmm. by Democrats. How can that be, Chad Livingood? Well, it's a matter of lane miles, Nolan. So uh, we have um, larger roads down here in Metro Detroit. I'm, I'm driving on Gratiot right now. It's seven lanes. Um, but the same road uh, is, is just two lanes in, in say, uh, Antrim County or Sheboygan County. But up there in the northern parts of the state and western parts of the, of the state, um, they have overall more lane miles. And so uh, there's some data that came out last week that broke down um, the – the amount of poor um, road conditions, percentage of poor road conditions, and lane miles of poor roads by legislative district, House and Senate. And I just added it all up. And in the House, House, Republicans have 2.6 times more roads, uh, lane miles, in poor condition. And in the Senate, because they have much bigger geographic areas, um, and the Republicans have a bigger majority as well. They have uh, four times as many lane miles as Democrats, partly because, uh, um, you know, you just just small geographic areas, you know, in, in you have a yeah. Senate district that's all, you know, all within Detroit. Um, but yeah, they, that Detroiter might, a Detroit senator like Marshall Bullock, he might have about 300 miles. But Kurt Vanderwall, the state senator from the northeast part of the, of the Lower Peninsula represents basically Ludington up to uh, Leelanau County and a little bit uh, in, in, uh, west of Kalkaska. He's got 3,310 lane miles of road in poor condition. Hmm. It's well over 45% of the roads. Um, and there are numerous legislators on this list, and we published it in the column, the whole list, uh, to look at. Uh, there are numerous legislators who are well north of 40%. Gary Howell, a state representative from Lapeer County, he has 65% of the roads, of the lane miles in his district, are in poor condition. Um, Jim Runstead, um, uh, who who is arguably a vulnerable Republican in Western Oakland County, um, he he escaped and you know a kind of a near near miss uh, in the wave last year. Um, he, his district has fi- almost fifty five percent of of the roads of the lane miles are in poor condition. So uh, the point I kind of make in the column is that Republicans have a problem here too. Uh, particularly out of state, it's just not as magnified as it is on 10 mile road in Macomb County. Well, and Chad, presumably, it's that you're looking at just the lane miles. Democratic districts, more urban districts, tend to be smaller districts than giant out state Republican districts, right? Does that skew the numbers at all? 
Well, it, it might it might on the surface skew it, but uh, it just there's just the number of, of lane miles to add up. They're just going to have more miles of road in general with fewer people living on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kurt Vanderwall has 12 counties in his yeah, state. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's up huge. North. Yeah. Um, and, and so there's just, there's just more territory there to cover. Uh, Representative Sue Allure, she's got about nine counties on the northeast side of, of, of the Sunrise side, along, from basically from us, from Kawas up to Sheboygan. Um, and she's got the most of every, any house member at about 1,250. And just, just for perspective of what 1,200 miles of road is, that is the exact distance from Detroit to Copper Harbor, the tip of the Upper Peninsula, wow. and back. I mean, you'd have to drive that distance. We're talking, I mean, this, is, this sort of really puts it in the perspective just how big this issue is. Uh, we've and I've written about this before. We've we've sort of built a state that we have we just do not have the resources at this time to continue to maintain. Um, and of course, you got uh, this isn't even fair roads. I mean, that's that's the other looming threat out there. Is a lot of these districts have um, 35, 40 percent of the roads in fair condition, and and usually if you if you keep deferring the maintenance on fair condition roads, well, guess what? They become poor condition roads. Mm. So, Chad, um, we're they're right now up in the legislature trying to hammer out a road funding deal. Uh, Republicans have taken the position that okay, we need two billion dollars a year, or that's what uh, we thought we needed a few years ago. They've already passed 1.2. Uh, and they're they're putting pegging the number that's needed at eight hundred thousand dollars a year. The governor's still at two point five billion, two billion for roads and five billion for school or five hundred thousand for schools, five hundred million for schools. Million. I'm sorry, and they seem not to be getting any closer with that October first deadline coming up. Are we going to get? A road deal. Uh, Lee Chalfields told Ingrid Jacks of my staff Friday that they he thought they were getting close. Do you get that same sense? Um, you know, every uh, veteran of Lansing budget wars I've talked to in the last, uh, I would say, 72 hours, do not feel that way. Uh, they do not see that these these sides are, are, are getting closer on, on new revenue, on what is, uh, or how to get to at least $1.5 billion above current spending. Um, because that $1.2 billion plan, Nolan, from 2015, that's still not even fully funded yet. And that, no, again, is reliant be, upon, well, in, in 2021, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, unless they speed it up a year, there was some plans to try to speed it up. But yeah, that's that's still that's still also relying upon the income tax. Half of it comes from the income tax, and and the gov- and Governor Whitmer has been pretty adamant that she wants that uh, that re- income tax earmark removed, partly because she's trying to undo some of these other budgetary gimmicks that have been put in the budget over the years, and secondly, also I, I gather that she's trying to also guard against the next recession. Um, that will inevitably happen um, sometime in her term, um, or if she's reelected. And so, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to build some some uh, flexibility in the budget, not be not have so many earmarks that tie them down, uh, so they can't uh, you know react to a rainy day. Hmm. Uh, so, 
I've, you know, you the Republicans keep saying they've got a plan and they're going to introduce a plan. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, I assume they put it on the table for the, the, the governor. They claim they're going to keep this negotiation secret. Uh, but nobody yet has carried the, the governor's $2.5 billion, 45 cent per gallon road tax. Nobody on the Democratic side has carried that into uh, the legislature either. Um, is there Democratic support for a tax hike that's that high? There's not a lot of Democratic support. There are some dem- Democratic reps and senators who have, have support, who have have, have you know, voiced their support of it. Yeah, the thing is, they haven't introduced a bill because you know the way the way these sort of political yeah. uh, games happen. If they, if the minority party introduces a bill, the majority party puts it up on the board immediately and 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 makes everyone vote on it and. And then it, what, what have you gotten? Well, you got you got to vote to use against somebody on a mailer in the next election, but you haven't really actually made any progress right. on the subject. And so, so the, the minority party is not going to introduce this bill until until we get closer and closer. There are there are vehicle bills out there that any that a forty five cent or ten cent or fifty cent or whatever it comes down to uh, gas tax increase could be attached to. Um, yeah, and, and there's been there's been talk about you know Mike, Mike Shirky, the Senate Majority Leader, was his, his people were floating a ten or twenty cent increase, um, but you have um, a pretty reflexive uh, conservative caucus in the in the House, and this is sort of the same story we've seen every single term for the last three or four terms is that the House Republicans won't go along with a, with a, with a large gas a tax increase. Uh, they cite basically that, hey, the roads in our district overall are fine. You know, I, ta- I got some feedback on this column yesterday, Nolan, from, from uh, a pretty um, influential Republican who said, look, out in rural Michigan, um, we're used to having bad roads right. in the spot. And they're not, they're not as concentrated as they are down there on 10 Mile Road and, and 9 Mile Road in Macomb and Oakland County or Telegraph Road, um, it, which is horrible. And, um, but, um, uh, and, and that, that reminded me, Nolan, pre-bankruptcy Detroit, where, you know, stoplight goes out and we're just so accustomed to it. It could be out for weeks, and no one would actually ever uh, lift a finger or, you know, uh, get get upset about it because people get so so accustomed to poor service and poor uh, infrastructure, they're just they're just willing to go along with it and 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 pay, you know, they get what they pay for, and and so there's there is some um, mentality like that out there in in rural parts of the state, but also in urban parts of the state uh, that that you know people just accept that this is this is the way it is. So Chad, what happens when we get to October first and there's no budget deal, no road deal, so thus no budget deal. Well. Well, we have a state government shutdown, and uh, the state budget office has already, just last week, uh, sent out instructions to departments to start preparing for this. Uh, and, yes, there's a month away, and there's a lot of time in the clock, and the governor kind of tried to set some type of artificial deadline last week, tried to get people to say we have to have a deal this week. Um, part of it is mechanics of uh, passing bills, but also part of it is they, they're starting to sweat there in the, in the governor's office. They don't want They don't want to be... Going down to the to the wire, um, and and you know there's there's also a possibility the legislature will just come to an impasse and decide just to pass, send her bills and 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 dare her to veto the budget, um, and and cause, so send her a deal um, without uh, road funding in it. 
Cindy, or a budget without, without road funding or, 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 or cutting a bunch of areas of the budget. Um, the House Republican plan that, that tries to undo the sales tax on gasoline, they come up with six, seven hundred million dollars in lapse funds and, and other little uh, unused money, basically, and make a small kind of uh, nip and tucks here. That's how they, they come up with the money to try to remove the sales tax on gasoline um, in order to free up that money so that it, uh, it, in order to raise the gas tax by the same amount so that they don't, um, you know, the sales tax is not being siphoned off uh, at the pump as it currently is, which, you know, is a big beef for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, you know, we've been through these days before, Chad, not so long ago, where we're right up on deadline budgeting and threatening to shut down the government. And, you know, it is not the best way to govern. It's not the best way to get uh, good policy in place. In fact, yeah, and you got a lot of schools that are, yeah, there's other people that are affected by this. you got a lot of schools starting this week and obviously right. next, um, some of which do not have budgets, none of them have budget finalized because they don't know what their per-pupil per funding is going to be. And so some of them are going to be working with temporary teachers or long-term subs before they hire uh, full-time uh, teachers. Um, they don't want to. They don't want to be locked into benefits and and uh, and higher salaries until they know exactly what they're going to be getting paid in state aid. Chad Live and Good, thanks for being with us this morning. We always appreciate your thoughts. We'll talk to you next Monday, and maybe we'll know a little more about all this. Uh, Andre, let's get to traffic and weather.